three, two, one. Welcome to Circuit and Gear, podcast about scenic automation and other cool tech. I'm Cody. I'm Christian. I'm Mike. And I'm Garrett. Welcome to Model Machine. Well, we've got some pretty exciting stuff to talk about uh, this time around. Uh, Looking at the top of the pile, uh, Mike, you've had a heap of tech support uh, stuff coming in. Oh, uh, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Yeah, it's been busy. <laughs> I mean, now that I've been involved, it's just like I look at it and I'm like, ooh, that's busy. Yeah, ooh. That's got to suck, huh? What are you guys doing over there? <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, well, there's so many things. I, I think the first one is, like, the just the number in the last, like, six weeks, the number of people who have called and been like, nothing connects. It's not working. I don't know what's happening. Ah, my show is doomed. And it's just because they had all set their fucking IP address to the same goddamn number. Right, so why, wait, I don't understand. Mm. So why wasn't that working? I don't know. <laughs> Actually, uh, it's a really great question. I have no idea. We they should, all match. Yeah, yeah, they should all match. That's um, why you can all send all letters to one address. Yeah, exactly. Just to one address. Them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think the like the kind of bonkers piece to this. It was like we had like three or four rentals in a row that we sent out in the same in the same like couple weeks, mm. right? Like two weeks mm. that we set up. Mm. Oh. We set out, we set a computer <laughs> and like pre configured everything. An IP address, stagehands with the IP address, consulate with an IP address. And we got a fucking email from every single one of them. Like, so I opened this up and I changed all the IP addresses because you guys oh, clearly. Had... Uh, I mean, that's not the lead, Gary. No. <laughs> no. The lead is you send me all this rental equipment and it doesn't work. And, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> and so and so then you know it takes a little bit of time to tease out what's happening and then like okay we need to get the the control panel <laughs> which is you know I mean it's for anybody who has ever talked to me on the phone about IP addresses it's like seven windows deep into windows. <laughs> mm. They keep making it harder and harder to it's, get to as s- Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like oh man, don't hide it further. Um Mhm. At Windows 11, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that is for sure something in Windows 11 too. Like whenever I'm working on something in my computer and I'm checking a setting or something, and it pops up like what is really like Windows 7 screens up, like yeah. you've like gone nested deep through like yeah. Windows 11 screen, and then you're into Windows 10, and then you're on like a few screens deep, and you're like, and then it pops a second modal out. You're like, oh, I see. These are the real settings. <laughs> <Right. Yes. laughs> like, we've <laughs> made it now. Yeah, I'm in the mainframe now. Yeah, yeah. if you find oh, and that, here's program manager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's <Hot> there. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but you got to get to that actually Windows Seven menu uh, in order mm-hmm. to successfully set your IP address properly. So, like for those of you who don't know, right? IP addresses are kind of like your street address, right? You can't if you send a letter to, well, if you don't put a fucking address on it, how's it going to get to where you want it to go? Mm-hmm. And Spike Mark uses uh, static IPs instead of dynamic IPs. Most people who, most of you, I'm sure, if you connect your iPhone or your iPad or your laptop to the Wi-Fi have absolutely no cares whatsoever about what that IP address is. Right. And for the most part, that doesn't really matter, right? You know, somebody mm-hmm. somewhere has really strong opinions about IP addresses. They probably have a ponytail. They might be a video person. Um, <laughs> but... Um, uh, but then, but because of the, and I don't actually know, I mean, I know why, 
we care really strongly about what stagehand we are talking to yeah. right, cause from it's Spike Mark. Pausing for a second, because it's a choice, right? We mm -hmm. chose to go with static IP addressing because you need some identifier. And it was way back in 2000. I was like, well, might as well just be the IP address. Because like, if you send an email, you send it to an address. And that, right. that address is attached to a do domain, and that domain gets resolved on DNS. And blah, blah. same thing if you like hit a web server, mm -hmm. right? You hit mm -hmm. a web address. So you'd have to, you need, at some point, it's all getting resolved to an IP address, and you need some identifier for the stagehand so that you know when you send the push stick to position 100, you're not accidentally sending the spot line to position 100. So right, you need right. some, right. some identifier, and you could arguments could be made that we could come up with a different scheme, but the idea was just like, well, just set the IP address on the stagehand on the physical box, and that's the IP address where all of the queue commands for that access go. Right. Right. And, you know, it makes really good sense. I and, thought, yeah. I mean, it does, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and also, honestly, it's like compared to other industrial equipment and sort of automation, like it's fantastically easy mm -hmm. compared to many other <laughs> That's true. dip switches or lingering, you know, variables on, sitting on top of an IP address. Like if you're looking at EtherCAT, like mm – -hmm. There are other harder, more hateful ways <laughs> yeah. to address these things, and we went with one that is just set the one IP address. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, set the one IP address, and it's pretty great. I mean, well, it depends on how many things you've got. You probably have at least two IP addresses you need to set in order to like make that happen, right? Because your computer yeah. needs one, and each and every device then connecting to it needs its own unique one. Yeah, not to like carry the letter analogy too yeah. far, but it's like the return address. Like, where is this mm -hmm. message originating from? And that's your spike mark computer. And where is it going to? That's yeah, mm -hmm. your stagehand address. So, like, every envelope needs two addresses. Where did it come from? Where is it going? Yeah. Yep. And um, and then we can we can certainly get like we have the ability to be. And they fancy. should be different. <laughs> yeah, I skipped different. over that part. Yeah, they and they really different. should be different. Unless you right. just want that message to just sit in your house, right? But specifically different, <laughs> not just off the wall different. True, not yes. randomly <laughs> different. Just not. Yeah, they the can last, also be incorrectly number different. Just needs to be different. Right. Yeah. yeah, every IP address has four octets. If we want to get like super mm -hmm. fucking geeky here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and each octet, thirty-two bit number, mm -hmm. and each one has three digits or the ability to have up to three digits. And so we just kind of chose, or you, Gareth, I guess, like years ago, chose the 192.168.10 as our, as our base. And then our last three, the last octet, is the one that's got to be uh, unique in there. Mm -hmm. And I think a couple of years ago, I stuck my nose into it and, was, and made an edict that all SpikeMark computers should be at .245. And it took... Well, it still hasn't taken. So, uh, you know, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. right. which we can't really practice in the shop. Otherwise, all computers would all be fighting for the same right thing. But, right. But out in the world. But out in the world. Totally. Yeah. Um, yes. I, I think it's great to have a convention. Yeah. And it's, I thought that was good right. to have all a convention where you're like, the spike bar computer is 245. And you have a consulates are yeah. 254. And yeah. the pendant. That one is, fucks yeah. me up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking gets me every time. I'm like, which one? It's I have these either right or they are swapped. Like, cause I know. <laughs> yeah, it's a two, and then there's a five and a four. Which which ones they are? And um, and so you know, so we got to do that, and we can get we can with the stagehands and uh, 
TCs all support, also subnet masks and subnetting if we wanted to just make this even more hateful for everybody. Yeah, because like this, this only, the simplicity of this is that it's all in the subnet 255.255.255.0. And so then everything Mm kind of rocks in that. It can all, the first three octets can match and you just change the last octet. But you could change that subnet mask and get into a very different realm of IP addresses. So if you know what you're doing, you have the full flexibility. You to have the do. full flexibility, right. but but most people aren't there. Yeah, most people aren't there, and and most uh, scenarios don't require. <laughs> yeah, I can think of one. <laughs> and well, and you know, mm-hmm. and I think the times that I've bumped into it when we've been uh, incorporating Spike Mark with other systems, right, like mm-hmm. sending position data out to mm-hmm. video servers or um, sending OSE commands or whatever. Um, Broadcast switchers—that's another big one. Like when right. you're in really heavily, I. Right, IP managed. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think the you know those moments and opportunities there, like if there's somebody who is, if there's somebody who's actually owning that network scheme and following through on the whole thing, it works really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think that I have only encountered that maybe like three times. Mm-hmm. Where, where that is the where that is the case, and so to get out of that and to not like lose myself or to like just remove the tech support shenanigans of what happened with that IP address and then getting told why our computer sucks or some other nonsense is I just throw in another network adapter like a USB to Ethernet. Oh, for the video people. Just for the video or for the audio or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we can then broadcast, then we can send out our position data on a totally sandbox network. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And it kind of then also, right, and then it makes it very easy to not have to worry about, right? Networks are super complex. And as soon as we get into, like, media servers and and, uh, projectors and Mm -hmm. displays, there's, like, many, many IP addresses out Mm -hmm. on the network. Yeah. And... um, so let's just avoid let's just avoid any stomping on on anybody and not have the watch out computer try and like run a queue yeah to a right. stage hand directly mm-hmm. um <laughs> you could try it. i feel like hold my beer <laughs> yeah yeah i mean oh, whew, forward that tech support um yeah. it is often the video folk too that well, or you know, some of the like, especially in some of the more permanent install stuff, like, well, we could just have it all be on the, you know, like lighting network, you know, or you know, whatever this network is that's running out throughout the building that we've got everything tied to, and you could just divide the network up well, and you're like, yeah, 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 you could, you yeah. 100% can, like, but you're the like the master electrician, or like you're the head sound guy, or you're the video guy, like, do you now want to be the IT gatekeeper to yeah. <laughs> yeah. like managing all these departments and making sure because like and if so let me put you do their carpentry team <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right yeah these are delicate electronics <laughs> I have a bucket of sawdust <laughs> right yeah because that it's usually my response is always like yeah you can it's all possible but like yeah. do you want that responsibility or <laughs> do you and then it goes like one step deeper, and then the next question is like, so if I wanted to, and then then you start getting asked questions about like, you know, hundreds of IPs being managed on a network, and you're like, you should just not do that. You should just here's an eight dollar, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Or hear Amazon. me out. <laughs> uh, hear me out. I just saved us thousands of dollars. <laughs> yes. In 
right. time. Tears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, sorry. the tears. <laughs> I mean, the tears are in millions, right? I mean, it's just <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, anyway, the IP address. We wrote all this down, and it's all in our documentation on my my idea of you know our network scheme hmm. and where yeah. all where each of like what range each of the devices falls in, and I think like. Uh, shooting off the cuff here i think the like all the stage hands we generally say or i generally say between like dot 10 and dot 230 or something and then all in the 230s is the sh mm. is any showstopper for like the base the any base or hub okay um yeah. any base or hub really so yeah it's like, base or hubs right you know yeah. um mm -hmm. and then following into you know the computer the uh, well, let's see. The pendant is in there somewhere, and then uh, which I don't remember. Two forty, maybe. Um, yeah. And yeah, me. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's two fifty. Yeah, don't yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. It is there. Um, and uh, and there's I just still set everything to two. So I mean, that's perfect. It's a I like forty seven. <laughs> two, two dot two dot two dot two. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. But like you said, you, there, you, there is a whole scheme. You can just follow that. Like th that is definitely the best path. Is just follow the scheme that yeah. you laid out, and because it takes all the thinking out of it. Yeah. yeah. And often, if you call and there's an IP address question, and I ask you what your computer IP address is, if it's not what I think it should be, I ask you to change it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're right. You're right. I'm sure it's not the problem, but still. But can we just can we just change it? Give it a shot. Let's try just one thing. Yes. Um, and then do they hit you with the "I will not satisfy your OCD"? Um, <laughs> that's only inside the company. No, no, oh, no sorry, no, sorry. I mean, pretty universal. Uh, yeah, yeah. Whew, man, IP addresses. Jesus. <laughs> it's like what a nightmare. But that's the only thing that's been going on in tech support, right? Just IP addresses. Sure. Just that simple. Yeah, 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 right. of course. Uh, and also some other things. <laughs> uh, yeah, our, our most beloved machine, since, since we stopped making the curtain call, mm -hmm. um, the most beloved machine, the Pushstick Mini. Yes. Um, but actually legitimately... It is, yeah, it is actually, uh, it is actually, it's actually really good. Yeah. Like yes. Yeah. Um, but man, we've had some, uh, we've had some challenges with that little machine mm. a few times. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, oof, I don't even know where to begin. You we'll start in the shop or out of the shop? Oh. <laughs> Back in 2018, we had this great idea. <laughs> no, but the push stick mini, if anyone isn't familiar, right? That's our, it's a deck winch or a traveler winch. Uh, but it, it was maybe our first, or if not our first, one of our first servo machines. And similarly, it was one of our first quote unquote smart machines where we built the stagehand into it. So it's got a little 400-watt Mitsubishi servo and a servo amp on it and the stagehand cards built into it, and it runs on 110-volt power. So you can, like, plug it into the wall, walk up to it, and, like, uh, even the jog controls and everything are right there. It's zero fleet. Um, it's actually a pretty nice little machine these days. Nice. Um, it yeah. is the only servo machine we make anymore, <laughs> which causes right. some consternation because it's not the drive we're most familiar with. And when things go wrong with them, we are, um, everyone kind of has to scratch their head and like go look in the manuals and be like, ah, how does this one work? Right. Um, 
Right. It also, when we first produced it, it's got a flying lead zero fleet thing. So uh, the pulleys track up and down along the drum on a lead screw, and it was um, lightly over. <laughs> it was a, a lightly sized lead screw. <laughs> well, wait a minute. When was that? <laughs> <laughs> Once the tensioner was strong enough to keep uh, the line on the drum, it, the next thing it broke was the Acme rod. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't have ultimate limits. Yeah. So you yeah. could just ram the fucking, ram the lead screw, ram the, ram the pulleys into the their end stops. And, and that servo, was oh. it 300% torque? Ooh. Yeah, that peak torque, 400% man. torque. 400%, yeah, yeah. I mean, it just kept going. Yeah, I broke will the first two. Yeah. In the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. That was like the first week I met you, Mike. That was <laughs> and it sets a tone. Uh, oh, no. I think the prototype I broke. Uh, then the first, I think yeah. the first two. Production units. At production units. Down in Houston. Yeah. I, oh. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, first, the prototype so broke itself. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> kind of yeah. imploded into a black hole. Mike was on a real tear. I mean, we, I think we've told that story already, but <laughs> <laughs> Harry came down in a van filled with the, you know, new push stick minis going into this studio. And uh, first thing we, and it was that, and then a rolling rack full of tools and gear to. Oh, it was uh, the magician box. The magician box <laughs> to load in said gear. So, uh, we went to go get the tools down out of the bottom bin to install this push stick mini. And uh, it would, you know, kind of like in your kitchen, uh, <laughs> something long had wedged itself from the drawers opening. So Mike cut the shit out of that and like, <laughs> mangled this drawer just to then pull the, get the thing. I think it was like some uh, concrete anchors or something like that. Yeah, we I went to go put the push stick mini down. And as soon as we went to, put tension on the lines the whole machine just went and like tacoed itself Squeezed like hourglassed in yeah. yeah and uh so yeah within like an hour and a half or something of harry coming to this fucking gig to install we packed all the shit back up We're like you should send it back to the shop because all that shit is fucked <laughs> Harry, you weren't going to return that van down here, were you? <laughs> <laughs> you weren't staying the night, were you? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was an inauspicious start to our most popular winch. Like, I know. That thing yeah. came back to the shop, and yeah, I remember talking with Nath about it. And he's like, well, we can't just, like, in his kind of, like, clutching of Pearl's voice, like, we can't just take a drill and just start adding metal to it. I'm like, oh, the fuck we can't. Like, <laughs> Watch so me. Go get some flat bar, the thickest we got. <laughs> Clamp it here. Start drilling. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah. It, it worked out okay in the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, once we doubled its weight in, yeah. in metal. <laughs> metal, yeah. Yeah. But once we got through those hurdles, it's been a pretty fucking rock star machine for us for a few years now. Um, yeah, for sure. Very popular. We still wreck them every right. once in a while, uh, especially yeah. in the shop where before all of this, the uh, don't don't break yourself switches are in. We have a tendency mm -hmm. to just fucking break it, <laughs> drive it like you stole yeah. it. You're like, oh, this is taking so long. Let me just goose it up to a hundred and maybe tape the button down and walk away. Like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? 
Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yes. Oh, I fucking blew that one right off the oh, end. Oh, yeah, it made a weird noise. <laughs> I don't know. I kept going. <laughs> it's not where I needed it to be yet. We got so boring standing yeah. here watching it. We we did that. We got we took somebody else's back too. They were they were trying to uh they were trying to reave it for I think the first time. Somebody yeah. had one. Not not mm. even our shop staff. This no, was right, like, right. but this was all in the same moment, right? Like I think we received the busted one from somebody who had like just fucking sheared apart all the things. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. Um, yeah. Bent up the flying lead, the fair lead. The and they were holding the override button. Down. The holding the override button down. Yeah, while I was like, doing while it. They how did it. you guys do this? And then, it, like, when we were invested, like looking at the machine, it was like the the fair lead that was all completely fucked was just in in a position that it shouldn't have been in. Yeah, <laughs> like, what you guys do? Do you mind telling me what actually happened? Because like, I'm holy impressed now. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mostly I'm just impressed by those little 400 watt servos. I mean, they they Holy will yeah. ruin How? some metal. Like yeah, they will, I mean, yeah. And and I guess right. the inclined plane gets a at least a supporting role in that too. The, <laughs> the lead screw is a powerful little device. You it can is. just really generate a lot of force with those. Yeah. Blown. Yeah, because the servo doesn't skip a beat. Like Mm-mm. it'll just it keep going. Not like I think even I was looking recently at like our like standard uh, drive configurations too, and it's like we've got some pretty reasonably aggressive like over temp and over imprint draw like uh parameters in that set just to like yeah yeah this servo you know it doesn't fuck around and usually it's in like 110 walls so we don't want to like overdraw and all these things and then you're like nah it's still it'll just mangle itself like if you take <laughs> off all this fucking limits and yeah because we had for anybody who doesn't who's not familiar with the machine at some point when we after we wrecked a few of them after i wrecked some of them and then other people <laughs> wrecked them we decided we should maybe add some ultimate limits in there so that we would stop the stop the fair leads from actually crashing into the either into the tension arm or into the lower block and um which was which was one of the major causes of destruction and yeah um and also, you just you can't move the ultimate limit. It is in its spot. That's right. It's yeah, not yes, adjustable. So, yeah. yeah, like the forward and reverse. Right, and and you shouldn't go any further than that. But uh, you know, but the machine has on the on the face of the stage and on the smart machine, we've got our limit override buttons, and we have the ultimate limit override in there because if you bump the ultimate limit, you can't get off of it. Right. Yeah. On that controller, and so like well. We have to have the override there, but as we learn, some way to bypass. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, some way to bypass. It doesn't include opening the case and, you know, doing some other. I guess knock. technically you could unbolt the limit switch. Unbolt oh, it. Yeah. yeah. But then it seems like then you're just setting yourself up for yeah. that never, putting it back that's on. never coming back on. Yeah, it's that's never going, going back, back into the place. Yeah. It'll work once. <laughs> It'll be really effective once. Like, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so you know, so we have this override on there for. Or that moment if you do bump it, but man, you should really just be overriding it to go in the other direction. Um, yeah, yeah, and that is always the question. Yeah, like in the one that came back. Mm-hmm. Why'd you keep going? A support issue. Yeah. Like, so you hit that limit and it stopped, and then and you just overrode it and just kept going. Right. Yeah. It broke a lot of stuff. It did. <laughs> it bent a, quite a few things, broke a bunch of pieces. But then, out of like funny things that it didn't break, it didn't break the lead screw, it didn't break the Acme rod. Well, because we've yeah we've 
beefed that up. Because we beefed that up far enough, right? <laughs> well, we you did. broke that right. too many times before. Yeah, but I mean, we pulled out like some of the linear bearings. We bent yeah. like a piece of what quarter or three eighths aluminum. Yeah. And am I wrong? But I think also, but we were able to to make that one hole out of salvaging parts from the last one we broke. We totally house. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so luckily do. we broke different parts. <laughs> And we're like, oh, we have, this we have a great. graveyard of parts think, for this thing. Uh, I think maybe some of it, it was from that machine, but then also there were some, like, orphaned parts from okay. other repairs that we had done. <laughs> so we managed to Just have a enough pieces that, you know, because I asked Breezy to look at it. Him. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, can you tell me how many pieces we need? He was like, blah, I don't Oh, no, I think we got enough. Yeah, <laughs> and he just takes you to like the Raiders of the Lost Ark scene of like opens up like this is where we keep all the, uh, the old push to any parts like crates coming off to infinity top people uh, yes um, anyway I think it's uh, yeah so it's been that has been kind of fun I mean also you know as Garrett the Lou right I mean we we shredded one not many months ago yeah mm-hmm. in the shop as we were trying to commission the thing and just yeah. get the drive running yeah right. we that was we, had, we thought we had a drive problem boy did we have so many more problems after that <laughs> <laughs> yeah we that was still a have a drive yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and now it doesn't move yeah uh, what other uh what other hot hot items have come up recently mike um you know right around the same time we got that push stick mini we got a push stick back Oh, mm. push stick big. Oh, uh, push stick big boy, yeah. And um, yeah. I think maybe we actually got two in a row, but one of them, uh, one of them came back. Well, they were, we got some, we had some tech support with it like a few months before. And we were like, yeah, something's weird. Like it's not, it sounds a little funny. It looks like it, some things are a little odd. And it was like, hmm, I wonder what the fuck's going on. Well, I think we should get it back here. And we got it back and found that like, just on like, first blush inspection mm-hmm. the pulleys were the pulleys were all were all worn in really weird ways like to razor sharp edges yeah but only one side yeah and and Ooh. opposite sides and it was like and then the drum had some weird wear on it and then the cable keeper i think was a little fucked and we're like all right so i think some of the noise some of the tech support and the noise and the challenges were maybe it just wasn't reefed correctly but then then we looked at the top of the machine and mm. the big boy push stick doesn't have the flying fair leads right the mm-hmm. whole carriage the whole carriage assembly travels up and down on a right. lead screw we have this big narwhal spike with a with a big aluminum end donut. cap on it yeah. right a donut pin through it and on the big push stick uh, it turns out if you override the limits mm-hmm. or just move them out of the way sure uh, same, same. Yeah. Uh, on the little, on our 8020 track there, um, you can drive that thing far enough up where the narwhal spike will hit the frame. Mm. And if you keep mm. driving up, you'll actually, uh, you'll actually bend the frame a little bit and really fuck up that lead screw. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we got that. And as we were kind of looking at the wear on the, police like man that's kind of weird and then we turned the machine on and we're like oh my goodness the the lead screw was like it was like woogada 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 as it was going it was still moving yeah it's like a Mm. 3.75 pitch lead screw now 
compre- compressed down a little bit. I mean, we replaced all the parts, so now yeah. it's back to normal. Right. But, um, it was. But, yeah, but, but I think that was the first. Uh, and then we got a rental push stick back that, they, that somehow somebody had run the, the donut up into the frame as well. Yeah. Um, but no, mm. no major damage. They had stopped before pushing the donut past the top of the frame. So it was good, but also like. But were they trying then? Well, I, I mean, apparently not, you know. Um, Indeed. Yeah, it was. Uh, so, so it was like it was some interesting. It was an interesting few weeks, like around Christmas with mm. the yeah. broken machines coming in. And we're like, how did that happen? Yeah, <laughs> that's an interesting. I mean, that. that Begs lots of questions for like our current limit situation and the way they're designed and whether it, 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 it gets some extra like hard limits more like the Pushstick Mini just on like carriage travel that are not movable um, or like capturing some of those uh, those end uh, limit switches like on the 8020 or something. I don't know. It's, I Yeah. It's, I am a I'm more and more a fan, though, of, like, the old feller thing, which is what we're doing on the Zero Fleet sled, of, mm-hmm. like, fucking turning the turning the, the threads off the lead screw at the right. end of travel. So it's, like, the oh. worst thing that happens is, like, it just falls out of the lead screw. Yeah. Thunk, right. Thunk, 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 thunk. And then, I don't know. I, I appreciate that design. Detail. Detail. More and more. The longer I live. Like, it's, it's just very, <laughs> it's very caveman simple. And then... But it stops you from uh, destroying your machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you no overriding cannot. it. Yeah, right. You're not going to keep rolling. Is it, yeah, it's interesting to think about. I, I guess that on the current, I mean, Cody, to your point, right? If we put in some additional limits or in there that are immovable to catch, to catch that, we might be in the same sort of situation that we bumped into with the push stick mini. If we can override that limit, well, I think it to Cody. I mean, Cody. Tell me if I'm being, if I'm misrepresenting what you're saying though. But you could like literally wire that limit in series with like STR or STF. Like so, it doesn't yeah. even hit a limit. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it's you just cannot forward go forward, forward anymore. Like it just dies. Oh, that's a really good idea. Or you could do it as a yeah. double pull and also interrupt the limit to signal the limit. But it's like, yeah, I don't really care. Override it all you want. You still can't. <laughs> yeah. We have removed the electrical connection to fucking command the drive to go in that direction. Is that yeah. more like what you were saying? Yeah, that was more what I was saying. SDF and are interesting. I was thinking maybe potentially even the interlocks. Like, mm. Oh. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but maybe, yeah. I guess, yeah, I was kind of still thinking about like, I mean, interlocks work too right something that does not let you bypass. just something non-bypassable yeah. yeah yeah right but definitely but lets you go the other way right <laughs> lets you go off of it right yeah exactly um yeah yeah i don't know it, but yeah something to, to it, it's coming it's now come up on a couple different machines especially as like the zero fleet we've all kind of like batted around the idea of like ah man these zero fleets People fuck them up and it's hard, yeah, to like get right. But also like, we also agreed that the zero fleet kind of fucking rules and <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get rid of it. So figuring out which which way our implementation can be better to kind of solve for these problems. I mean, I think the Pushstick Mini too, like it has slots that 
those limits can travel to places they should never be able to go. Like, there's some stuff that comes down to just machine design of, like, yeah, like, you currently can slide that limit so far out of the way that even if you put it in the forward-most direction, you can destroy the machine while it's in that position. It's like, oh, yeah, those slots should be smaller. Some of those, you know, even some of those lower-hanging fruits um, would be good. Like, on the push stick, we could do, like, some shims or something just to m minimize your travel to not let you out of range. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they just end up, yeah. At least on the push stick, it's like, it's so it easy. It just falls down. Yeah. 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 And, and, if it's and you just take it off. Like, yeah. you know, it's yeah. like one screw and the limit's just gone <laughs> from the machine. Because <laughs> we made them super easy to adjust. Right. I do like that. It, easy it, to adjust. It is it really is nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is kind of, yeah. It is It is a little funny in, in some. It shows the a certain naivete that, mm. like, when we were designing that thing, it was like, well, yeah. But, I mean, just don't fucking do that. Yeah, I right. Mm. Uh, never. We no longer even internally can trust people to just not do that. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> you could do like, we could do instead of eighty twenty, do like a full through slot, and then like red is dead Loctite to a captured like plate or something, and then have like a tightening screw. So like, mm. it could mm -hmm. never leave, and then you can only change tightness. Yeah, but you don't. You're not as enamored with the mechanical. Turn down the lead screw. Um, I do like. I mean, I think that there are knock-on effects that like people that have like blazed through ultimates and have like destroyed shit. If it's like reeved at that time, as you're bouncing and binding off, like especially on the push stick or the push stick mini, that don't have like a cross groove detection. Mm -hmm. Um, like carnage can ensue with slack lines and dropping off the edges of drums and stuff. Um, yeah, that. I think gets a little complicated. I think the spot line it, for the zero fleet sled works pretty sweet because we do have the cross groove detection. And like when you just are roaring it out, trying to figure out what the failure paths are, you're like, oh yeah, but that would catch it and that would catch it. Or if it's on the load cell, then that would catch it. You know, there's like right. all these things that are like protecting for that design to be really effective. Right. Um, I think potentially on the push sticks, it's not as straightforward, but yeah, but it does mean that like those errors are at least internal to the machine non-destructive which i do i do quite like that about it yeah i like sensors and feedback for a lot of those sorts of things too like um so i don't know yeah true well the moral of today's story though if you've got a push stick or a push stick v2 a push stick mini or a push stick v2 please don't just override limits with reckless abandon. We'll <laughs> <laughs> just... be defeating the point of all those sensors and feedback. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Just yeah. stop going the same direction. Those... If you bump into a limit, you know, maybe it's a maybe that's a good opportunity <laughs> to uh, to use your eyeballs on the machine and be like, huh, I wonder why I hit that ultimate limit. Yeah. Those ult override buttons are with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> and, <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of uh, push sticks, it's <laughs> a great segue. Speaking of push sticks. That's the best one today. <laughs> <laughs> we just did our uh, annual, well, I guess third annual product summit where we were talking about all the potential things we wanted to do this year and push stick and push stick mini we're both a part of that. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
It was good. I didn't have more than that. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. It was great. Yeah, because we had Product Summit, and we were, which where we talk about new products and product updates and sometimes product discontinuations. Um, And so both both push decks got up there uh, for updates because they are um, some of our most popular machines and um, actually getting with all the updates to Spotline, mm-hmm. uh, right. you know, they're kind of due for some attention attention as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of crazy to think that the both the Pushstick V2 and the Pushstick Mini are like a little bit long in the tooth compared to some of our other machines. Right. right. They're like kind of old now. Yeah. Right. You're like, wait, what? No, we just did those. <laughs> no, no. I remember the other. <laughs> I remember there was no Pushstick Mini and I remember there was only Pushstick. The original Pushstick. Yeah. 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 And the big push with Pushstick or the big pitch for Pushstick Mini was you just heard all those servo woes. It was to take it to similar to how we now have to uh, Spotline Mini is now a two horse induction to make Pushstick Mini a two horse induction. It's kind of the big idea around Pushstick Mini. Yeah, that was the big idea. It was a kind of a combined effort between me and Cody pitching that one. And I, I think it was. You know the um, there's two aspects to it. One is to certainly make the production go smoother internally, but then mm-hmm. for the customer too to make something that's more modular and kind of sits within our normal ecosystem. So if you yeah. have stagehand that you can move it between existing stagehands. Um, right. As cool as the smart machine idea was, I thought way back when it. Um, the downside is then you have a stagehand that's kind of tied to your machine. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. You stick that bad Jackson on a traveler track, guess where your stagehand is? <laughs> on the traveler track. <laughs> on the traveler on track, the track which is not track, super yeah. convenient. Um, and, I mean, uh, if you're going to have a technical problem, it's not that you – I mean, we're just talking about, like, machines ripping themselves apart, but in actuality, that that is pretty rare. Right. Versus, right. like – more often, if you're going to have a problem with a piece of equipment, it's a problem with the controls. controls yeah. that, like some wire has bounced loose in the truck on the way between stops or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. some, some small component in the box in the drive cabinet has failed. Yeah. Right. The power supply just finally gave up. The fuse right. popped. You know. Yeah. Now mm-hmm. you got to get Anything. up there. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it won't be a problem with the push stick mini because it has no fuses. But the um, <laughs> <laughs> but as soon as it does have fuses, yeah. which it should have. Oh my god! Right, <laughs> <laughs> that will then also be a problem. Um, oh god! If only were fuses, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't have found myself in a harness during focus on a truss, twenty feet in the air, trying to rewire power supplies on a push stick mini that was already rigged. You successfully rewired a power supply. That is true. I did do it. Yeah, you yeah. Uh, more than try. <laughs> <laughs> you succeeded. Forced to? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Right. So having the stagehand remote, it sounds like a better idea these days. Yeah. Um, right. But then also going to two horse, right? Like it's just more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because we were just talking. 400 watt, right? Yeah. So Zero. half horse. Yeah. Yeah. So like we were saying like, oh, yeah, you could be at like 400% torque. For a small period of time, you're like, oh wait, what if we just made it a two horsepower motor, four hundred percent the rating, and you could just do that. And then um, you can you can overspeed the overspeeding. Ah, yeah. oh, that's the that'll be brilliant. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
And I think that you could end up with a a push stick mini winch that is. I mean, we, well, one of the things we discovered as we were doing the analysis on it is that actually push stick mini is more popular than push stick big boy. Mm. It, right. is, it is a machine that sells better, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that's good. We should lean harder into that. Of like, yeah, two horse, you could do almost everything with push stick mm-hmm. mini, um, and why not? Like that'd be good. They're a little bit cheaper. They're lighter. They're yeah. Win 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 right. win win. Yeah. And with how like far the in you know the past two years with the pro stagehand pro and now the stagehand apprentice like the upgrades that have come into those controllers like now into even yeah. into the apprentice line which is like the class of controller that's currently in the push stick mini it's like oh wait actually we just we don't have to redesign the push stick mini cabinet to be a uh, now compatible with the new, new car yeah. and with all of our new fusings and all the other things We're like no, no no you just get that like because you have an apprentice or you can yeah. use your classic or you can you know any yeah. of the things that you already have in your building will run the push stick mini um that you know it, and then it, otherwise though we would keep the same form factor right like it would be right roughly the same machine so you're not losing zero fleet you're not losing the flying lead style zero fleet it would be close i mean i think it's going to be like kind of deeper in right right but i think cody you were eyeing even keeping the width the same yeah the width would say the same the overall height would say the same i think it goes from like 22 inches deep to like i think i had it drawn at 26 yeah so not Uh, even that much yeah just a little bit yeah I could believe that once I get a chain tensioner in there, it grows another inch or two. But like yeah. you know, <laughs> overall footprint, like it, it's very very similar. Yeah. Um, and just gets by pulling the controller out of it. Like you also then you're like, I don't care how the fuck you mount that thing. Like it doesn't right. matter now. Like right. you don't have to get to it. Yeah, you don't gotta get to it. You can whichever way the shivs kick, it's totally fine hanging from the top it doesn't matter because i don't have to get to the stage hand on top like right off board it to the control rack uh and everything's good to go <laughs> and you do lose the 110 input power that would be that would be something that gets gets lost most mm-hmm. of the time right um but with stage hands with a five horsepower stage chain, you can wire it single phase 220 mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. which is usually very available also um, for because it's so common in lighting equipment, mm-hmm. and so you'd, right. you'd still be able to run it on a five horsepower stage hand wired at two twenty single phase, and uh, still get the two horses and still get the it. two horse capacity out of it. So right, uh, it's not that big of a deal. And then if you know we were even talking during Summit that if it was really a deal killer, if somebody absolutely had to have one ten capability, that we could drop a one horsepower motor in that same machine um, and then run it on. One horse, right. one ten apprentice. apprentice. Yeah, yeah, which is ends up actually being easier because we've had to. Yeah, the the servo drives that were in the Pushstick Mini before were very specific about what input power you were going to, and yeah, then yep. you had yet another slightly different flavor of a servo thing going <laughs> somewhere. Which yeah, is also I think it's like a, kind of a great simplification of the product and additional capacity. Another. Yeah. 
product summit proposal, like it had a fairly large chunk of it that was like, let's come up with a way to remote the faceplate off of a push yeah. stick mini to, so that mm -hmm. when it's on a traveler track yeah. that we don't have to go on up into a Jeep. Uh, like, I think we got it. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> or, <laughs> right. Hear me out. Yeah. Hear me out. We don't put the push stick uh, or the stagehand on the push stick. Right. Yeah. So, uh, remoted. Done. Done. Yeah, yeah. Ship right. it. Yeah. So there's, yeah. I think they're, and I think that even some of the manufacturing, like you know, efficiency stuff, it it's a it's a more, it's not a straight path to what you see as an end user, but like it, it does mean that we get them out to you faster, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and right. with fewer problems, and yeah, you know, right, um, yeah. So there's there is some yeah. benefit there that won't feel immediately like a, a huge win, but like any time that we can make it more efficient, does actually ultimately help people get yeah. the stuff in their hands faster. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We also had, I mean, going down that same uh, path on product summit proposals, there was quite a few. Um, There's a lot of buzz around traveler tracks. Uh, yeah. Internal, which was, um, which was interesting because, like, Gareth and I worked on the Pushstick Mini proposal to update it, uh, and thinking, not knowing that many other folks have been thinking about traveler tracks, and uh, yeah. <laughs> we're like. Yeah, I agree with your travel track statements, but also see my our proposal previously about <laughs> updating the push stick yeah. mini. <laughs> solves a lot of these problems. Which I thought was kind of encouraging all the way around, that there was a lot of kind of energy and thought that overlapped on yeah. some core things. Like it wasn't a year of wild, new, crazy ideas, which I, which I think was actually really good and uh, kind of shows some maturity yeah. there in the... Both in the product line and the way people are thinking about things, it was like, yeah. But you know what? It kind of sucks a little bit. Is traveler tracks are always, you know, there's it's we keep we keep doing it, but we're not always doing it the same way. So let's like codify that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's almost fair to say that we haven't ever done it the same way. I think didn't we just do it the same way? Because like we just used it all the same parts, right? Push stick was totally in a different oh, place. Oh, yeah, push stick. <laughs> yeah. Almost yeah. the same. Yeah. It was yeah. totally, yeah. Yeah, we did. Oh, it didn't have a, wow, it had a separate track, too, right? For the Sorry. festoon? Yeah, we did, we yeah, didn't separately. Have the, the first time? Yeah, yeah, because we moved a big, giant LED wall yeah. around. Right. It was kind of a mashup of two ideas, right? It was like a, how we did. How we had previously oriented some push stick minis, we did then with a push stick V2, but it was the track details of the like that upfront gig. Uh, yeah, 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 right. So it's like half between. Was, yeah, was and it. Warner. All right, so yeah, yeah. So we never did the same way, guys. <laughs> but like, I think we uh, like uh, it's never exactly the same way. But we also haven't like codified the design language of like this is how we do it. Uh, which I think was one of Mike's proposals, which was like, yeah. hey, actually, can we just, like, take a beat and look through back of these drawings and, like... Pick both the best things. Pick the best things, yeah. Which almost feels like what we just did, right? Like, if that's the culmination of the two, we not just the two, but, like, of the most recent ones, seems like the, the California one was... Is that our most favoritist uh, way to do it now, you think? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. 
Maybe it is. Yeah. I think, I mean, well, you know, I mean, just to follow along that, right? Like, one Although I think that would have been better with a push stick mini two horse. I think it right. probably would have been. Oh, right? Like, yeah. we would have actually. That's it. That would have been it, right? Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Right. I didn't want to. Thank you, Gareth, for bringing it back around because like, I'm not really <laughs> beating my own drum here. But <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, had we had that. It wouldn't. We wouldn't have shoved the giant push stick up on top of the truss. Right. Right. Um, because we needed more capacity than the mini could pull on that one. Yep. And exactly. we also wanted to cover our ass with the. We speed. do run into that a fair amount with the put current push stick mini, where it's like, especially on these big LED travelers, you're like, yeah, it's not really quite enough. Just not enough. Right. Yeah. We'd be running right. at peak the entire move. <laughs> yeah. Right. It may not make it. Yeah. yeah. And Which yeah. we'll find out when it hard stops on a right. fault. Yeah, and then and she shows itself apart. <laughs> <laughs> and then it keeps going. Yeah, and then it keeps going. Yeah. And then, what are these extra lead screws for? You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there I is like some yeah. shock and awe too when you go like, it's just the push stick mini's on the red line edge of being able to do it. And you're like, okay, cool. What's the next step? And you're like, this big motherfucker right there. What's the crane doing here? <laughs> <laughs> beep, beep, beep. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, I think it's... go from a half horse to a five. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, I think it was, you know, I think getting, yes, I think there was, it was very, it was very interesting to see how much, how much there was about travel tracks and yeah, bits and pieces yeah. and what are we doing and how are we getting there and. Yeah, we both do a lot of traveler tracks, and we help people with a lot of traveler tracks, which kind of flies right. under the radar because we don't talk about it a lot and we don't show it a lot out in the world. But like, yeah. it's a, it's a large percentage of effects out there. Like, it's a traveler track with a wall on it or yeah. a scenic element, yeah. or mm -hmm. but oftentimes an LED wall. I mean, in our right. world, oftentimes an LED wall. For a lot of our customers, it's more of a scenic element, but or scenery pieces. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. But it's the it's the same. Effect. Yeah. It's yeah. the same effect. Yep. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And a couple of years ago, we used the push stick minis for some really big scenic pieces yeah. that were also rotating. For the Calgary. Sky yeah. Turtle. Yeah. Yes. Sky Turtle. Yeah. And and we ended up like low gearing those to right. get right. enough torque out of them. And they did. I mean, they're, you know, <laughs> they're working. They're, they're working. They do the thing. But well, again, a two horse would have been, yeah. It just would have yeah. done it. Yeah, there'd be no question. Wasn't that also an exercise in, uh, oh, we broke it trying to do it, so we had to fix it? Yes. Wasn't there something about those? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we broke several things when we were testing that. I mean, we had one of the – we had a mafia block hanging from it. You wouldn't let mm -hmm. me ever make it go full speed. That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> and still, we will not let you go. <laughs> true yeah i think yeah we we i think we broke one of the push sticks on that one right and then but we also like mangled some fucking scenery carriers mm. before it even left the shop mm. was that unibeam mm -hmm. on that one that no, was two rows of unibeam yeah mm. yeah with the super fancy big wheeled mm. scenery carriers that uh that we, i mean fucking eight I mean, like several of them just fucking shredded. And they ate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shredded. Yeah. Each each unit had eight of those. Yeah. Which is fucked on them. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. And a lot of capacity. Because mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that's where they, like, it's not easy to get. 
Well, although we didn't have too much of a hard time last time, but the, but the cargo track is pretty great for shit like that. I mean, the yeah. cargo track, you just can't even, like, there's no comparison to yeah. it. You know, I mean, the carriers are what, like, I mean, some ludicrous amount of kilograms yeah, it's like, yeah. per carrier. Yeah. It's like, Right. <laughs> it yeah. carries so much weight they put it in French. Like I don't even yeah. know what it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it carries. Yeah. It's, it's a German. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 One like this only better. <laughs> yeah. I do believe for that one we did try to get the cargo and then it was like yeah. we did. I think that's right, right? Yeah. Like it, it yeah. just couldn't get it in time. Couldn't get it in time. I just got a, we just got an email from the folks at Theater Calgary as oh. they were like, hey, I was looking through the. Like you're going to say, we just got a price back from Garrett's for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they were like looking through the quote and apparently on the quote we had put cargo track, but, w- oh. but we couldn't oh, get it, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. we just right. couldn't get it at the time. And it wasn't even like there was no pandemic at that moment. Uh, it was just that we couldn't get it in the time frame. Yeah. And there was no pandemic, just pandemonium. Yeah. The time frame wasn't even that uh, short for that one either. It, they just really genuinely didn't want to give us that fucking track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they just did not. Yeah, could, could, it, the delivery it can be a challenge with the cargo, but yeah. which is a shame because it is mechanically nice. fabulous. It is. I mean, this time I, we this, got. I don't, this time we had no problem. Like we, yeah. we just got it, and it was pretty quick. And yeah, that's great. And, and there was even a holiday in the middle. Yeah, we ordered yeah. it before Christmas, and we got back after our little break, and yeah. it arrived. And it arrived. Yeah, it is. It is undeniably better in my eyes, yeah. in like just about every way. Like it's yeah. no holds, like no buts about it. It's better. Yeah, like yeah. the track is better. I mean, also the fact that you can get it in such large capacity track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use mm-hmm. we've switched. We use now the medium style, the cargo we, M, the cargo mm-hmm. M. Yeah. But then, but those carriers and the all of the hardware stuff, I enjoy so much more. There was somebody around here yeah. that was bitching about like I think it was that was bitching about like how hard it is to get that stuff lined up, and they were suggesting ADC track. I'm like, yeah. are you fucking out of your mind? Are like, you high? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are you high or are you stupid? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. between the two tracks. And their ability to align them well, with the included hardware. I mean, that right. the 280 track, I mean, you just have to get it close right, to each You're other. Only, yeah. <laughs> You're only ever going to get yes. it close. Right. That, is yeah. all, that is the best you can hope for. Listen right. to all those set screws. All right. those like, to- <laughs> set screws. I have wasted so many hours of my life in Genie's. Fucking adjusting stupid set screws on there. And the noise. Track. <laughs> right, I was just saying, God, that all for the sucks. loudest goddamn wheels to go cut, 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 over it. Yeah. 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 Like, just no shot. Terrible. No shot. We, no. I mean, you know, we have we have talked, like, all back and forth. We've talked a lot also about about the using the night track. Mm. Yeah. The night industry track. And, like, because it has a really similar, it has it has similar load capacities as the cargo track. Okay. Yeah. And I think it's like, and it's manufactured in the U.S. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like Wisconsin, Michigan, yeah. Michigan, yeah, somewhere in the um, middle. And and it seems really like it seems really good on paper, right? But then yeah. then anybody who uses like, oh yeah, I mean the track's great, but the wheel. Uh, the, but the carriers, you got to have to make your own. 
And I was like, I, man, I've never used this stuff. Like, I don't yeah. know. How loud can it be? Oh, my fucking God, it is loud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's like it's meant for like production it, line. It's meant yeah. for industrial. Uh, yeah. Like like carrying, you know, like, like a powder car ovens yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. Like it's yeah. It's and, not meant for entertainment use. Volume. No. Noise isn't a factor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is why, you know, the folks who use it for performer flying stuff, are they just make their own carriers. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Yeah. To make yeah. it. Which is great when you have to make, like, six sets for your right. life. But you're like, yeah, we. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every show is going to need these. It's going to need these. I don't. Don't really want to be, be in the carrier the making business. Because also, like, we could make a carrier. I'm sure we could make a carrier. It'd be great. It'd yeah. be like nine mm-hmm. grand. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> it is frustratingly just off of the cargo uh, centers for the wheels, too. It's close. Mm. And it fucking kills me because I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they'll just ship you a box of the wheels. Like, seemingly no problem from Garrett's. It's like the. Mm. Freight of from Germany. It was like, oh, the night's good for that. Like, oh yeah, except for all these other, <laughs> yeah. just little work. details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used the night a fair few times uh, in the past, and like structurally, like the attachments are very nice in the same way that the cargo is. The splice mm. plates can be quite nice. Like yeah. the, all the things, all that extra shit is decent, except for the wheels. Like the wheels are just fucking terrible. Like. Yeah. And but I think again, right? You know, when you're when you're hauling like car bodies through a powder coat line or whatever yeah. spray booth, it's not going fast, and the right. noise doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. But as soon as you get those things going fast, yeah, it's yeah. like, woo. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should maybe we should think about making our own carriers. I don't know. It's just. Yeah. I feel like it. It'll be interesting. Like if the if the cargo is not available for some other gig coming up. Yeah. And then the decision goes back to like, okay, what's the next thing? Night with making our own carriers feels better to me than like than like a Unibeam and eight hundred uh consumable yeah. sacrificial <laughs> sacrificial carriers. Multiple Unibeam lines with multiple like three hundred dollar fucking carriers or whatever the fuck they are. They're yeah. really expensive and they yeah. eat themselves. We talked about doing I-Beam, I think, at one point, too. I prefer mm. that Theater Calgary, and I think we talked about that. And then yeah. I don't remember exactly why we chose not that – why we didn't choose that path. But the – Yeah. I mean, it we was, talked about it a bunch, right? Yeah, we talked about it a fair bit. I think what we got to was that with the loads – well, hindsight being what it is. The loads given at the initial – at the onset, it was like, oh, yeah, this is reasonably decent. Like, I think we could have done yeah. it with – uh, I think with six carriers per trolley, and we were like, well, six sucks because you got one in the middle. So let's do like eight, and we'll have headroom, and we'll spread the load a little even more evenly. Everything will be all right. And then the pieces ended up being very fucking heavy. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And like we probably, you know, from however many years on now, you're like, eh, I probably could have, we probably could have made that educated decision. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I have the fucking uh, spacer somewhere kicking around here. I had to like have something from uh, sent from the shop and Belfer put. We had these big giant aluminum blocks that were these spacers. <laughs> for that, for that and he sent me like a tape measure and a giant fucking two inch chunk of aluminum. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> 
This is visual. Cody is holding up a roughly dictionary sized uh, chunk of aluminum that is in his apartment. Yeah. Oh, he's and got a tape measure right two there. Two holds for weight, though. <laughs> yeah. Weight reduction. Yeah, weight reduction holds. Eight speed holds. By five and a half by two. <laughs> <laughs> and I had I had uh, lightning holes drilled through the center of it originally. Yeah. And he's like, we're not fucking drilling extra holes. And I said, okay. And then he's like, these things are fucking heavy. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, brother, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that story checks out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so so there was a uh, traveler tracks were hot. There was a fair bit of uh, noise about friction drives too, um, and if different, oh, yeah, friction machines, friction yeah. machines. Um, Pete pitched uh, like a friction drive. Um, yeah, like a mobilator. Mobilator. Like, That's the yeah. word I was thinking. I'm trying to look yeah. for. Yeah, like a mobilator yeah. um, for kind of quicker, less precise. Um, up really down, just deckless tracking moves tracking yeah. yeah moves yeah 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 and that's a yeah and that's a machine that i've long wanted us to build just because in in my previous life we used the fuck out of them like mm-hmm. especially doing not such theatrical stuff but more corporate eventy things that like mm-hmm. where you don't want to lay a full winch deck but i also have to say too that was like one when i like saw the proposal come through i was like oh yeah not interesting but then actually Doing the proposal and like talking through it, it was like that. Oh, this is actually yeah. That was all wrong. Yeah. This is actually very interesting. They're actually super super useful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is like a. It's not. It's not necessary for everybody, but it's right. But for anyone who is trying to do a couple of wagon, a wagon or two on, and can't stomach a full winch deck. Mm-hmm. I mean, because right. you can run them knifed into like a just a like a three quarter inch sacrificial right. layer. But if you really don't care, that. Yeah. like if you really have some flexibility in the positioning, you can just let it rip. I mean, right? Come on downstage and get close. most of the way there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You I mean, mostly you know. come up short. You rarely go over. Like, <laughs> and you often track a little left or a little right. Yeah. But again, like if you, it, you're never going to know which one. Yeah. Right. What do you care? <laughs> yeah. I, I would just open that shutter a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think to Christian's point too, like I think that uh it was one that I was like, Yeah, yeah, we've thrown that idea around or whatever. And then like I think to the format of product summit and as both like the products and the pitches have uh matured, but also just the process, like yeah, I think it was one of the first ones up and mm immediately you're like oh these numbers make a lot of sense actually there's a lot of really good points here like oh actually like yeah the development cost isn't that high like we already have yeah. these many of the similar parts sitting in other products it all of a sudden you're like oh actually yeah totally like right and then also even too on top of it it's like well there's the today 2024 design and pitch but then it's like the but then it's also easy to see adding on like building on top of it for the more complex more advanced kinds of things also in the future it's like the mm. it could be an interesting it could platform, be an interesting yeah. platform yeah yeah with like not like uh we could jump down all those like you know tracking and using different sensors for positioning and all these like other cool ideas down that line but like for the how much is it going to cost and how much time and energy is going to cost for us to like 
design one and make one and put it up on the website yeah. and try to sell it and see how people are interested. You're like, oh, not that much. Like, what yeah. is the functional version of this product that people might want? Like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, no, not. We're not that far. Like, just. <laughs> yeah, it's like a gear motor product with like eight extra parts. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Like, it's the encoder wheel from the revolver mixed with the <laughs> motor from the Spotline Mini and right. a limit box right. and some sheet metal yeah. and probably some casters. <laughs> yeah, probably some casters, right? right. Yeah. yeah, and then you're pretty much there. The other interesting friction one, though, is the uh, revolver mini, the two-horse version of the revolver. True. I did think that presentation was very interesting. <laughs> from my voice if you can't tell i also pitched that one <laughs> um, so it's yeah like so, rounding out the mini machines right yeah like, another two and, horse and really tackling some of the 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 things that get i mean revolver is a phenomenally <laughs> successful machine for us it is a mm -hmm. it's a staple yes um, right. but the things that are detractions from it are that it's it's height because people would always love it to be shorter to mm -hmm. fit it under yeah. smaller decks and when as soon as you have problems spinning a turntable the first thing we want to do is add a second one and it's not yeah. because you need more horsepower it's because you need more grip yeah, like right. we we max out the horsepower around three horse is about the most we can transmit through that friction wheel so the idea of doing a two horsepower machine that you could just you just know that you can spread them around yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, for small turntables, you could probably get away with just one anyway. But, but making it very easy to have multiple ones that plug into a single stage and single five horsepower stage hand, which yeah. can be at low duty drive seven and a half horse. Um, right. You could have two or three. Right, you're talking like three. Yeah, <laughs> and you do three at 120 degree increments around the turntable, and like, ah, well now you, now you can really. That's a winner. It. Yeah, you yeah. Can really yeah. Yeah. move some stuff. Yeah. And have the load eccentric, and it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like, yeah. You couple that all with pivot for positioning. Yeah, and you're like, mm -hmm. ah, that's a mm, this is a winner. That's pretty. That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah, and we've also like we having just re uh, just updated the apprentice now too. Like we have the interlock signals, so we can like right. add a little thermal relay box, so you don't overload any one motor. <laughs> pass that in yeah. through the external fault signal, so you'll yeah. get feedback through up to spike mark of whenever those kinds of faults occur. Like, yeah. all of a sudden, we've got, like, better level protection for those motors. We've done more multi-motors through a single VFD um, in the past several years. It's like, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then you get a 10-horse stagehand. Oh, boy. Ooh really spin some stuff. Like 40 of them on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite plywood stagehand will do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was a good friction drive one. But yeah, no, but it was exactly what you were saying though. It was like there was a it was a smaller than it has been in the past product summit, but it was like very kind of focused ideas where it's like the there's something around friction drives. Yep. There's something around traveler tracks, something around the machine for traveler tracks. And yeah. it was very kind of focused on those. Oh, it, there's I guess the pendant. Mm. There's a couple about around pendant. Yeah. There were a couple around pendant, yeah. Um, yeah, but again, There's, it was all like compact—not compact, but like focused ideas. Yeah, yeah. There was some, there was some zingers. I mean, but but interesting conversations to had 
to be had. Um, the evergreen topic of should we make turntables came back round, uh-huh. um, which then the conversation was almost immediately negated by a refre- request for quote that came in like the next day. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> The pendant platform I thought was super interesting. Gareth, you pitched um, an expansion of the pendant. Um, Yeah. Functionality. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Independent pickle. Yeah. So it was a redo from a previous one uh, from last year that, uh, yeah. It's a little bit of our, well, the point was like, Mm -hmm. make a, take the pendant and make it be able to drive stagehands and thus machines without having spike mark attached right yeah. like we can just talk directly to the directly stage to the stage hand, hand. so yeah. like if you're setting things up or if you're doing a simple move like you do not need a spike mark computer at all you can just take the pendant because the pendant is really just a little computer you yep. can talk on the network and it can just send out the op codes right to the stage hand right um and it's a part of a bigger thing in my head about how we've we really are not winning on chain motors like our mm-hmm. smart chain hoist control is not it's not resonating with people yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like we certainly have some folks that are using them, and we appreciate that. But like, it, it's mostly people who already use our stuff. Use, use our stuff. Like, Sh- us. yeah, yeah. And sure, we'll and uh, and we'll uh, use your fucking chain hoist too. Yeah. Um, and but I think that if we wanted to really make chain hoist more interesting to more people, it needs to be less complicated than it is right now because we're like all you have to do is <laughs> right well and i think that was also the really interesting thing you brought up during it was maybe your pitch for this product or it was maybe a, a different one where it's like the yeah spec mark is very easy when you compare it to the other things but then spe- st- stepping into this other world for like chain hoist where it's like the but you compare spike mark to those other dedicated chain hoist things it's like the it's, it's not, not simple it compared to that. So. <laughs> it is not at all. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, and so I think if we want to like really make a, a an actual competitive offering in that space, like I think that we have to have a product that really uh, makes it easy. So mm-hmm. yeah. So anyway, like take a take a pendant. You've got a screen, and you end up like you can have your chain hoist or anything, but like right. really focusing on chain hoist. Like you have your chain hoist right there. You can select them. You can jog them around. Right. You can set. You could right. push them to specific points. Right. Um, Imagine it was your typical chain motor pendant. If uh, it was switch box, yeah. But it was a touchscreen, and you had you could do that basics, but then also a little bit more complex. It's like, also variable right. speed. Yeah. It's also programmable speed. It's also like remember our position yeah. and go back <laughs> to that position. Um, so I anyway that that was the idea. Yeah. And then similarly, Christian, you were talking about just like not just you were talking about taking. Like kind of the pen, we haven't come back to no, pendant it, software yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. since launch and like yeah. make a, a more formidable pendant. Yeah. Spike mark. Just add some features we're missing. Like now that we've been using it for, oh, when did it come out? Eight, seven, 18? I want to say it was 18. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go with 18. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to go with yeah. 18. It came out for use of 18 when we had the, the square box uh, that we sent. Uh, Holy yeah. fuck! I'd it, forgotten that. Yeah, we. Yeah, it was just some random off-the-shelf enclosure. Yeah, you're right. We did. Yeah, we just oh, stuffed yeah, some been. components in, and it's like, right. hey, yeah, take this to use it, show it off. Right. Um. So I want to say it was 18. So since 18, right. we really haven't 
there was a little bit we did in yeah. 19, maybe 20, where we were like updating a little bit of the things in there, but we really yeah. haven't added to the functionality of the pendant. Yeah. Yeah. I got particularly whiny in 2019 when on site, moving some LED stuffs around, I think. And then we updated yeah. some of it. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's when it was, but it, yeah. it, it, we didn't, weren't adding a ton of features. Right. And so I think there's, we're missing a couple features. Yeah. Yeah. That would think, be really killer to be able to have right there. And that's what the proposal was, is adding in those features. Because we did the work on the on the actual uh, physical, physical hardware, yeah. right? Right. It's, you know, it's that awesome unibody CNC'd... Uh, aluminum case. Aluminum case. Yeah. You know, it's Cody's favorite buttons. It's, <laughs> you know, just very <laughs> slick. Uh he can hold the button all day long. Doesn't doesn't hurt his thumb, uh, and so the the hardware is really y'all motherfuckers uh, <laughs> talk a lot of shit. Honestly, that is my favorite way to describe that old button. It's like I just have piles of them and various ones. Like the, oh yeah, these are the ones that uh, hurt Cody's thumbs. Uh, <laughs> But do we agree the new button is better? The new button is very nice. It is better. Yeah. It's better. It lights up and everything. It glows um, when you got something loaded. It's nice. Yeah. It's a nice button. It is a very nice button. I do feel like the, it's been leapfrogging. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's the, at first, yeah. the software was better than the case and the, like, all of the things, and there was like kind of functional woes that we had with it. And then we yeah. like, leapfrogged on the physical, and now it's like might be time to reassess yeah some of the software and things right and it's really just about adding more functionality to it yeah and then christian and i proposed um just or what are we which line are we stage calling hand. it state spike know. mark jeez not spike mark <laughs> spike mark we'll talk about the Final console answer. Yeah, like, like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, the console. <laughs> well, Station console. Because we have shows. <laughs> Station console spike mark is what we're calling it. <laughs> yes. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> spike mark. The console. Spike mark console. console. Yeah. Yeah. Which, because it's an idea we talked about last year, and it was a proposal was actually one around the idea of um, prototyping. Prototyping, prototyping yeah. and. You know, feeling some things out and like seeing what we wanted, we didn't end up actually getting to it right. last year. So this year, Cody and I were reproposing. Let's make it a product, mm -hmm. right? And because of other, I think we talked about it last time on the podcast. Like because of other gigs and jobs and stuff, we've actually had to have more um, formed conversations about some mm -hmm. extra functionality that need to go into our into spike mark into like our interface which you know would be better informed by if we would have gotten to the r&d from last year but also like <laughs> this very specifically plots a path of the yeah. requirements needed for um a particular customer so like mm -hmm. rolling those particular needs and expanding on them into like a fully furnished uh like pr product that goes out to the the wider uh, user base is, is kind of yeah. the thing that we were pitching. Yeah. I so, but the console would have, I mean, it would have playbacks. It'll have playbacks. We talked about playbacks last time, right? It'll have a selection screen. So for some very cool um, editing, selecting of cues and motors and tags and, you know, 
Which I do think we've kind of expanded on like that concept since the last time we talked because we were kind of on yeah. day one of those ideas after yeah. we had yeah. talked last time, and now we are kind of fully more formed or not more fully formed but we have a better idea of path we want to go i think like Mm -hmm. we kind of blindly not blindly but we said to ourselves i think we want more uh macro buttons and ability to like have dedicated buttons on the console for cue writing Mm -hmm. and for like manipulating the interface to make um writing cues and teching a show easier um, and yep. as we started to get into those details, it got very clear, like, you know, it's not like a lighting board and that you have, like, access, you know, or, you know, lighting console, you've got, like, you know, light it's all one set to, yeah. it's, everything is set to a number. So then we would have to have, like, number values for, like, every everything. single thing, um, which immediately like oh that's that's hateful like we don't want to have too much. numbered spikes yeah. we don't want to have numbered numbered you know, tags numbered yeah. yes exactly numbered motors one yeah. at two at three at four like that all seems really awful so like yeah we started throwing the idea around of like well what if we got rid of a lot of that numbering woes and minimize the things that only need numbers to be like quick to edit or maybe none and right. go back towards... But like, numbers are great for things like data entry, for yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. you still want yeah. those. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't want to have to select my... I don't have to remember... I don't want to have to remember... Oh, yes. number mapping. My exactly. home yeah. spike yeah. is number three. No, right. Right, yeah. exactly. So, like, if we have a dedicated screen that's on the the console that can be that, like, interstitial, like... the uh, selection of those uh, inputs yeah like it's yeah. your it's got your q editor information into it which includes your spike list it's got your right. tags like your motors it's yeah. got yeah exactly all the things you would imagine you would have to assign a number to it's like well what if we don't assign a number and we just show it as text and you can just yeah totally. poke at it on a touch screen yeah. essentially right Without going so far the other way of, like, the Tesla idea of, like, but what if everything in the side of your car was smooth and it was all touch feel? Like, yeah. It's like coming up with a a happy middle ground of, like, the things that can't be buttons buttons should be on the screen. Mm -hmm. But the things that can be buttons, make them buttons. If they're not changing, make them buttons. Buttons are nice. Right. Yeah. Cherry blues. We love them. Yeah. Yeah. It also lets us be, like, a more flexible, like, as building a kind of a platform of like, well, if there is some custom thing, we'd have a screen to put it on as opposed to like, and then yeah, we drilled yeah. more holes and or made a new circuit board to have some new <laughs> right, keys right. and some stuff. Like we can have a more flexible platform right from the beginning because then it's right, just and not pixels. even just and not even just custom, but just as we develop the right. product further in the or the the other products, you know, stagehands and motors and whatever else. It's like the well, now what if we want to do something else, and it's like, mm-hmm. the, well, if it's just a screen, we can change that with some code, right? Yeah, we, I mean, I mean, we were just talking about pendant in the same light, right? Like, we have this box yeah. with a screen and a computer in it. How do we make it do more for the customers and make this better? Yeah, it's like, well, yeah. we should. We like we're sitting here on the precipice of potentially doing that expansion. Let's try to bake some of that back into this other product, so that we've right. got that same trajectory. Um. So yeah, and then also a whole bunch of the conversation too that um, we put into our proposal is like, and currently we have the consulate and a laptop, and how do yep. we how do we make sure that we don't just be like, yeah, this thing's fucking legit. Look at this Ferrari, 
Ferraris mm. are sweet, but <laughs> right. not everybody's, not many of our customers are Ferrari, Ferrari buying folk. So like, how do we make sure we've got the features that are needed and the features that are really wanted baked into price points? Because for those people, most of the selection can happen on the computer. main screen, right. like the main computer screen. Like that, that they can, they will, they don't need that affordance on the, right. on a desk. Right. Like they, but they, but it will be great for them to have playbacks like, right. and have adjustable cue right. speed and things like that. So, yeah, that yeah. all sounds like super nice. Right, because that also being the other thing that was we maybe glossed over, maybe it was understood, maybe not, but it's like, and part of console would be the spike mark computer is built into it. Yeah, right, which is key, I yeah. think. Yeah, but but not everybody needs that. So console app, but we still want to be able to pass on some but of those a, features I, to I, console app. I'll be curious to see because I, I think maybe more people than we imagine kind of need that, right? Right. Like the number of people that we have that have difficulty administ like purchasing a computer, mm -hmm. computer of the Specifying. right kind of horsepower, yeah, and, right. and then also administering it and getting it set up. Like if you could yeah. shortcut that with a purchase of a console, even if it's you know, yeah, just a computer in it, yeah, right. Because we run, you get to jump out of those, you know, for some of these universities or publicly owned sort of facilities that are like, no, 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 like that's a computer that comes through IT, and you're like, no, no, right. no, no, like it's my console for the automation system. I can't, you can't put your like nuke it all from orbit firewall on here. Like we have to right. <laughs> connect yeah. to stagehands. Like, uh, yeah. So I think that was an interesting part of it too, of like looking at the mm -hmm. price points and looking at like where and where is that good balance of you know maybe that console that only has two playbacks but a computer in it and all the editing features and like making sure we have like tiers that uh you know for the the that Cadillac people yeah. can get yeah. theirs and we don't crop out the the lower end the cameras of the, yeah exactly oh yeah people took a fence to my Kia. Uh, anal uh, analogy. We'll go Cameron. We'll go Camry. Yeah, I, yeah. I was not one of them, but yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I hear the concerns. We are accommodating all people with all their offenses taken. <laughs> I like those hamsters Kia's too. Kia's a lovely. I own. I own Kia's. Yes. <laughs> Me as a New Yorker with no car. I, uh, who am I to? Who am I to judge? <laughs> like in this la la land you guys live in where you own vehicles. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's nonsense. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think that was an exciting proposal as well. And I mean the I mean that one some portion of that is happening regardless. Right? We have a <laughs> right. customer that is paying for this. Like it's not gonna yeah. Right. We are making a console. Right, which is which is also kind of part of the proposal was like though well we're doing a bunch of this work for this one customer what if we do a little bit more work on top of that work and then <laughs> sell it right which is an interesting position to be in because we're also uh more recent thoughts have been like that yeah but every custom project isn't a stock product <laughs> right so it's an interesting line to try to walk where it's like that yeah no no but it this is, one, though. But this, this one, one, this <laughs> one's different. This one's going to be different. Problem, I yeah. swear. That, that mentality does totally break with the like our spike mark philosophy, though, which is like spike mark is spike mark. So like, if there's this much development going yeah. into spike mark to make playbacks work, like, I think, yeah, playbacks will be in spike mark, <laughs> and making sure we yeah. have that. Yeah, because like, and then 
playbacks bringing sequences with them and stuff. I mean, like uh, it's it's going to be a fairly oh. big shift, but I think it's going to be well be, enjoyed. Yeah, by everyone. So. Yeah, that was something too. I think that has happened since the last podcast recording. We had that big talk about playbacks, but maybe. We can talk about those later ones, closer to release. Yeah, it's probably not a right now. Kind yeah, of we're just changing the cue writing paradigm, but we'll yeah. talk about that more. <laughs> later. No, no big deal. <laughs> it's boxes inside of boxes inside of boxes. So it's mostly Kanban boards, but you're, you're going to love it. <laughs> you're going to like the way it looks, I guarantee it. <laughs> Guaranteed void in uh, contiguous 50 states. <laughs> 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 the contiguous 48. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's some of the cool stuff we've been uh, talking about around the shop recently for uh, Product Summit coming up for the next year. But coming up much hotter is uh, USITT. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle this year. Yeah. Seattle, all the way out there on the, the left coast. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be there and, and really looking forward to seeing people and, uh, you know, talking about all of this stuff, plus the, the, what we're showing off at the show, we're right. kind of focusing a lot more on some of the architectural and permanent installation yeah. products for the show. Oh, and we're doing the uh, automation lab. We're participating oh, nice. in that. So we have gear yeah. at the automation lab, so you can come and play and, like, try stuff out. We'll have a rotator, a push stick mini, yeah. uh, both in the yeah. automation lab as well. So I really think we're going to have a spotline mini at the, uh, booth. At the booth. Booth will have a spotline mini. Yep. Hot, hot, hot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's definitely the the headliner on the machine front. We'll also have a gear motor there. So anyone who's interested in right. that product, will that will be there on, on display. Architectural products we'll have on display. Yeah, so that's yeah. definitely a kind of a, a theme for this show. We're trying to pump that hard to, to – it's not a thing that we're – our name is not synonymous with permanent installations, so we want to <laughs> show off like what we really can. We do, do. it though. We yeah. we definitely do it, mm-hmm. um, and make sure right. that you know all of those options that are there. But of course, all of our other stuff, we're happy to talk about. Yeah. New catalogs coming out. We haven't done that in a few years, oh, yeah. um, so yeah. right. that'll be out there. And got some cool swag coming. Like I'm yeah, sure we do. By. I don't know what I don't know what it is. (laughs) I didn't either. None of us knew. I was just trying to say it was going to be cool. I hope it's going to be cool. Um, Uh, Pete was pretty excited about it, and he he's got a good eye for those things. He sure he definitely does. He definitely does. So it'll it'll be a lot of fun, and it's always USICT is such a great time. Like it's so much fun to like reconnect with people, have conversations that you just can't have with other folks like in the general yeah. population like mm-hmm. you can for four or five days like really geek out on theater tech um so it's gonna be right a blast yeah. So, yeah yeah please stop by say hello yeah well we'll see you all there uh i think that's it for us this time uh catch you next time on circuit and gear see you bye see you